Hola. Sí, sí. Uh, me gusta. Uh, uh, burrito. Sí. 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 <laughs> Te taquito. Enchilada. We would totally do fine in, in South America. We'd be fine. Absolutely. Cerveza. <laughs> sí, sí. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's yeah. what is no more money? No peso. See, 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 see. Yeah. So you just say random things, and I'll either get excited, affirmatively, or sad, affirmatively. It's kind of like that that Jim Carrey movie where he's it's the yes man, and he says yes to everything except oh, for God. we just we just say see, and we don't know what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it could so totally work. Really... Hola! Hola! David and I just came up with an idea for a TV show where we just <laughs> travel around the world with only knowing the word that's yes in whatever language we're in. <laughs> and uh, we just, whatever, whatever happens, we just say yes. <laughs> I yeah. like it. I think it's going to go really well. Um, it's sort of like the movie Yes Man, except like we have no idea what's happening as it's happening. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, it's going to be a lot like Yes Man, but like most specifically the part where the guy like takes him out to the middle of nowhere and then is like, hey, can I have all your money and use all the minutes on your cell phone? <laughs> we would just end up in mental institutions in whatever country <laughs> you're in. It'd be like, these people, just, we keep asking them for their passports, but you just keep saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, will you guys be our drug mules? See. <laughs> okay, so yes. See, see. Yes, this could work. Fox has done worse shit than that. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I like it's it. Gonna, I think it's gonna work. Well, they're gonna hear this because everybody listens to this podcast, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're stealing that." Well, they yeah. can't have it. TM, 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 TM. It's ours. There you go. I trademarked it. You're welcome. Oh, I thought That's... you were saying yes in a language I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh... The language of business. <laughs> business. <laughs> ah, okay, so... My cat almost Wishes... just hung me up on the podcast. <laughs> Alexa, make office red. I gotta get ambiance in this room. I don't know that one. Come on. Alexa, make office red. Did it. Did she do it? She did. Alexa, no. make office 1%. That's funny. I thought she didn't know that one. I know, right? C. <laughs> uh, you guys want to know what I got totally lost in this week? Yes. We. <laughs> See, uh, so I randomly get lost in YouTube videos, and uh, sometimes it's just totally obscure. Mm-hmm. And I watch this video. Do you guys are you guys aware of a guy named Popcorn Sutton? No, but I wish I was. Oh and man! I have friends with that last name, and their daughter also has a P name. So I could. Probably help make this happen for real. Oh, with man. a different Someone person. Someone on the name. Um, yep, that's what I said. Okay. Popcorn Sutton was an American Appalachian moonshiner and bootlegger. <gasps> I'm so interested already. Sorry, continue. <laughs> he was born in Maggie Valley, now North Carolina. He grew up, lived, and died in the rural areas around Maggie Valley and nearby Coke County, Tennessee. I guess. He was born in uh, 1946, uh, and basically this guy, the video that I stumbled across was this video, video called uh, like something like My Last Liquor Run, and liquor is spelled L-I-K-K-E-R, yes! and the guy is, is like in his like 60s, and he's not in great health, 
and he's basically gotten in trouble with the uh, with the law enforcement several times for moonshining. Mm-hmm. And so he's like basically showing a video exactly how they would do it back in the day uh, and how he would do it. And I mean, this guy is like a world known moonshiner and uh, and like he's written books on it and released them. These books are like fourteen hundred dollars if you can even get one. And like he did this video and it's an hour and a half long video of him and this guy that used to make this moonshine together. And they just do it all the way from like finding a spot that they can, they're going to do it at to like building the still into like everything, the whole process. And uh, he just does it just to document it so that people can see how they used to work. But the whole video is amazing because you get like this insight into like not only what that process was like, but also like what people of his age in Appalachia were like and stuff. And it's crazy, man. I love the stuff he says. He keeps the one of the things he keeps saying is, uh, like, he'll say something is going to get harder than a preacher's pecker. <laughs> he says that over and over again. I mean, I'll send you a picture of this guy. He uh, he looks exactly like what you want him to. Um, oh, but uh, the sad thing is, he like basically did the video because he thought you know he wasn't going to last much longer, and he wasn't allowed to do any more. Um, because he got in trouble so many times and that was in like 2003 and i guess in 2009 or something like that he uh they found they raided his house and found a bunch of liquor again oh no and uh rather than going to prison he opted to kill himself with carbon monoxide poisoning um because he didn't want to report back to federal prison so it's pretty sad but the video is really amazing and so like sent me down this path and then i like got really into it and i was like wait why can't i find this book and then i found out that like he printed it himself and like (gasps) and like self-distributed it and so the only copies in existence are like these ones that are spiral bound by him and they're like fourteen hundred dollars on ebay and it's like what the fuck there's not even a PDF Ugh. online. Come on, <laughs> somebody, please. But basically, That's he crazy. he like believed because he was like a Scotch Irish descendant, like in the, like his entire heritage going back in his lineage were like guys that were distillers, and so he believed like it was his like religious right to do this. And I thought that was really interesting. So he kind of like, as a like a middle finger to the government, he wrote books on exactly how he used to do it and made these videos self-produced exactly how he did it. And I just thought it was crazy. I love that. And it, it is super interesting that he uh, took it as so much a part of like his culture mm-hmm. and was very much like, no, like you can't tell me I can't do this. In fact... Uh, I'm going to make other people aware of how to do it. But, like, he had these crazy stories. Like, he um, like he was one of the biggest moonshiners during, like, the 60s and 70s. And uh, mm-hmm. he, like, one of the things he was talking about was, like, he was, he didn't know that the highway was, like, having its grand opening. And so he was, like, coming down out of the hills with, like, shitloads of moonshine in his truck. And he drives, like, an old Model T. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think at the time he was driving some truck of the 70s. Anyways, he was driving this truck and uh, he like turns the corner and just sees tons of cops and like a parade and like all of the like the mayor and like everybody's out there cutting the ribbon of this new fucking highway that's coming through the city. And like he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die and lose my shit. And, like, <laughs> like they're going to bust me. But he just realized that they were all like paying attention to what they were doing, and so he just killed the engine and coasted past them and just started the engine back and kept going. <laughs> they never caught uh-huh. him. I do that in PUBG all the time. <laughs> but even better, and this was this must be where the Dukes of Hazard got this because I had heard about this, but I didn't know that somebody had actually like. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense that somebody tried it. Anyways, he was up in the mountains and like he used to like always keep a can of gasoline to get up there and then a can of gasoline to get back. And uh, he had like was he had ridden up there. He had done all the stuff he needed to do to get all the booze, filled the car with booze and was coming down at night, you know, to like sneakily get back into town with all this booze. And uh, he was he like realized he had forgotten the jug of gasoline that he was supposed to bring. And so he like 
coasted it down the hill to a, like another spot where he knew another moonshiner and he was like hey man do you have any gasoline they tried to siphon it they couldn't get the siphon to fit into the tank that he had and so he was like so frustrated because like if, if he's found on the road <laughs> with all that shit he's so fucked and so you know this is his livelihood so he's got to do something so he literally just poured some in the tank and like he talked about like how so when they when they're when they start the still and it starts pushing out like straight liquor, mm-hmm. like the first bottle, they actually number the bottles as they come out because they have different levels of alcohol in them. So the first bottle to come off the still has a little bit of condensation that's in this like tube that is the thing that actually cools it down called the worm. But then the second bottle and the third bottle off a of still are supposed to be like the highest proof, like, 190 almost 200 proof like crazy amounts of like goddamn near rubbing alcohol and so he just took the number two jar and just poured it in his gas tank and started it up and he's like it blew fucking blue smoke but it got me home it's like oh my (laughs) god dude that's fucking crazy yeah david i thought you'd appreciate that because you know running alcohol on a car that's always fun I mean, it is. It's not necessarily like always a good idea. It is when you've got like $40,000 worth of booze in your car (laughs) that is, uh, you know, tax-free and and the ATF doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So I got, I kind of went down the wormhole on that this week. That was my thing. I swear to God, I'm going to find a bootleg copy of that fucking thing. I mean, what's more bootlegger than bootlegging this guy's copy of a book that's $1,400? Bro, I'm not paying $1,400 to some dick that probably found a copy, laser copied it, and re-fucking bound it and is trying to sell it on eBay for $1,400. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like that kind of sucks because it's like one of those things where you're like, uh, I would I would like to see this, please. Yeah, I mean, like, I watched the video of it, but I want to read what he says about it. And, like, he, ha- he has a ton yeah. of stories in the book and stuff. Like, his daughter, he had one daughter, and she mm-hmm. uh, wrote a book on it and stuff. And so I got to I gotta oh, just cool. buy a bunch of books and read a bunch of stuff. And, uh, you know, it totally plays into my wanting to be a hillbilly someday, you know, just, like, up in the hills, <laughs> just do whatever I want, you know, walk around in a coveralls and you know, doing whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, what are you guys up to? I am Beagle Sitting. Ooh, what's its name? Uh, there's two of them. One is Lucy and one is Coco. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ricky, and I was going to get really happy. Sorry. Do you think anybody? Do you think anybody that listens to this podcast even knows who Lucy and Ricky would be? No. Probably at least one. And I'm hoping you guys do. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ricky Ricardo and Lucille Ball, That's that was the shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Look it up, kids. Before, and, Lucy, before Lucy started thinking she was, like, <laughs> hearing uh, transmissions from aliens in her head and shit. Look, we've all had those moments. But also, Lucille Ball was pretty fucking great, like bringing a lot of shit to like comedy and like really helping to make sure Star Trek happened and stuff so wait what role did she have in Star Trek uh I don't remember exactly how or like what the role was exactly but basically like she made sure that that show happened like because she was like big enough to like have some like she helped to make sure that like Star Trek like went on air and was like, nope, this is a good thing. You're going to do it. I just like that she was such a freaking genius in that time period and still got yeah. away with everything that she wanted to do back then. Yeah. And, and like, like it was not so normal to show like a wife that did whatever she wanted and kind of like jeered and made fun of the husband at that time. <laughs> yeah. So, it's really amazing that it worked for her and that everybody loved it and everybody loved her. So that's awesome. Yeah. I still, the, my favorite one is the the one where she's working at a chocolate factory and the, the, <laughs> con, the conveyor belt's going too fast. And so she just starts eating them to try and keep up. And she, Trying to shove them in her mouth. Yeah, she's yeah. just shoving tons of chocolate <laughs> into her mouth. 
Uh, I I like to think I could keep up. I think I could. I did that when I worked at the sprinkler factory. What is, what's the sprinkler what? factory? That sounds that sounds like a strip club for like gay men. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I have worked at a lot of places that are much more akin to that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, to be the... clear, I I would I, I would go into a place called the sprinkler <laughs> club if I went by. I'd be like, you know what? They probably got good drinks. Let's go. <laughs> the yeah, uh, the sprinkler factory sprinkler. outside of Peoria. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the hell it was called. Is it like a, like a pastry shop or something? No, it was like a literal factory where they made sprinklers. I worked there for like a few months. What do you mean oh. by sprinklers? Like, like, like on, like, on the grass for sprinklers? Or yeah. Like... Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I was thinking like you know, there's the ones that they have in buildings that are like the ones up top oh. for like fire suppression. I was thinking yeah, those. And at one point, I was thinking you were talking about like sprinkles on something. I was hoping. Yeah, you I mean, were I guess I did that. start off like talking about how I was eating things off the. Yeah, that's what you're talking about eating chocolates. <laughs> I'm like, no, guys, sprinklers. Duh. What are you talking about? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever seen? You guys ever seen whitest kids? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have you ever seen the one where there it's a landmine factory? <laughs> no. So one of the characters is like assembling lion mines and he's it's like the it's his first day training and one of the guys that's like the guy that's been there forever that's training the new guy to assemble landmines. He has no arms and so he does <laughs> it all with his mouth. And, like, every time he gets it set up, he always, like, right when he gets to the part where he's, like, setting the fuse, he, like, screams and winces. And then, like, as long as it doesn't go off, he's like, all right, and we're good. (laughs) Like, they do a few. And, like, basically the new guy is like, you know, this, like, I don't know, I I can't do this. He's like, well, what's the problem? And he's like, well, you know, like, look what happened to you. And he's like, oh, because my I don't have any arms. I'm just terrible at my job, and I must have blown my (laughs) arms up. (laughs) And he's like... I just love that shit, man. It just cracks me the fuck up. They, I don't know how they come up with their fucking skits, but ah, oh, I miss them. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. <sighs> so this is like the first time I've like done human things all day. Okay. That's so loud. Oh, that drink right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having one for, uh, for Liz's stepdad. I don't know if you guys heard, mm-hmm. but Liz's stepdad passed today, so. Having a little, we've had. I've been doing as much as I can to get us prepped to leave for uh, Illinois tomorrow. So, okay, just uh, having a quick drinky drink before we go to bed and chatting with you guys. Don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, David? <clears throat> oh, basically, I've just I've been like sick today, so like this is the first time I've mm. done my human activities. And I was just sort of like, like reflecting how? on that, like. Oh, just my stomach acting up again. And yeah, yeah. You know, piece of shit. You gotta stop eating blazing wings, bro. Gosh, I, just, I even like when I was super healthy, I couldn't eat blazing wings. They're so intense. <laughs> yeah, that's the only oh, one. Any other place you go to get wings, and they're like, you're like, give me your hot wings. They're like, oh, you gotta sign a waiver, and it's like <laughs> not even hot at all. It's like. Yeah. Sh- you know, the, like basic, like red hot sauce, and yeah, uh, yeah it's that. But dude, fucking Buffalo Wild Wings does not fuck around. When when they when someone's like, "Give me the blaze," and I just love watching because it just fucks them up. It ruins their whole night. It's it's that kind of hot that isn't even worth it because it just rips your face apart, and you end up like snotting and crying and sweating and just looking terrible. And just that shit gets all over your fingers and your face, and it eventually gets on you like your dick when you're taking a piss, and like you're just ruining your life with that. And there's no flavor to it; it's just terrible. And it just always yeah. makes me laugh every time I see someone do it because they assume <clears throat> because it's a corporate entity that it's going to be all watered down. Now nah, they got that shit right; they figured that out. <laughs> they they like they're like if people want to come in here and fuck around, we're going to have a sauce that'll fuck them up. <laughs> Like uh, it's I don't... pretty great. What's that? There, you... <sighs> Dave, you're gonna have to help me out here. It used to be a bar 
down the road from Tony's shop. Uh, and it was like EPs or something. They had wings. Uh, I remember they had the wings. river up the river. No, no, no. Like literally right down the re- the road from Tony's shop. Um, but like, sorry, toward the river or like up up the road, like away to- toward, toward the river, toward the river. So you go uh, over the bridge. You go. You're like come to that stop sign, the stoplight right there, and then right in front of you is like it used to be a bar, and I think it was called like EPs or yeah, something. yeah. They it used was. to have I mean, like I never went there. But they they had great wings, and we would go in there all the time, like after practice and stuff, because like, hey, hell yeah, there's cheap beer and wings. And we went in there one time. Uh, my old bass player and I are like, let's get some fucking hot wings, bro. Like, let's get some. <laughs> let's fucking let's see what they got. Let's let's test it. Let's check it out. And so they they literally we were like, what's the hottest one you got? They told us we're like, we'll take that. They're like, oh, we gotta go get a manager to have you sign a waiver. <laughs> So they, they, we did all the fucking hoopla shit. And then they come out and it's just like the most like normal basic bitch shit. <laughs> it's like, god damn it. Like I, it was, okay, in their defense, it's still, it's still flavorful and it's good. Like it's something that you could sit there and eat several of the wings and you weren't just going to eat one and then cry and go home. So yeah. it was good. We both finished them. But like, dude, I expect when, like if I go into a Thai restaurant and I say, give me a number 10, dude, it's going to fucking rip my face off like if i yeah. go into an indian restaurant and get say give me the hottest shit you got i'm gonna fucking go out of there in a fucking body bag like those <laughs> people there are and they're not gonna make you sign a waiver because they're not no no because <laughs> everybody in there's eating that they only yeah. fucking water the shit down for the pussy little white americans like us that walk in and we're like oh give us a three maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'm good on like a 2.1 Dude, I mean, I, like, if I'm eating Thai, I love Thai food, but I'm still, you know, it's like, I try and keep it, like, five and below, because I want to, like, taste it and enjoy it and, like, eat it in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did go in one time when I was by myself in uh, in California, and I went into, like, an authentic Thai place, and they were like, how do you want it? And I actually wanted to try, I, I wanted to find out, you know, like, all right, what's, what is it like? And so I was like, all right, <laughs> give me Thai spicy. And she's like, Thai spicy? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she brought it out and it was super good. But I was, I was obviously sweating my ass off and like wipe, <laughs> wiping my nose and my eyes must have been watering because she kept coming over, over and over again. Like, are you all right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's great. She's like, are you sure? Like, can I get you anything? I'm like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to hold it just trying to hold it together because it, it was very good but it was just hot as fuck i think the only time that it, it that anything topped that was i went out one time with our whole indian group when they were in town when we were in uh, california and they were i was like take me to a restaurant you guys would go to because i love indian food and i was like take me somewhere that like you guys would go to so that i can like try that stuff yeah. And so mm-hmm. I went with them to like an Indian buffet and that was awesome. Like they had like you paid one fee to get in the door and like they had a whole trough of Indian beers on in bottles in ice and you could just grab whatever beers you wanted and all the Indian beers were great. But like I was like you guys decide what food we're getting and we did. And Jesus Christ, guys. I mean it was so fucking hot. And they even told me that they like told people before we got there that like some of the like non Indian guys were coming and to like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> but dude, it's still like there was like two of us there that were not, you know, not truly Indian guys and it was just fucked us up. Like we were just like, oh my God. Like trying to like act totally normal around these guys and like hold our own. Like, yeah, dude, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, got pa- past that non. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're just like, maybe, maybe can you make some more than that? You're just counting the minutes. Like, am I going to be able to hold out without crying in front of a bunch of other men? <laughs> and will we be able to make it back before lunch, before I throw up or poop or bowl? It was like so good, but also like, what the fuck? You guys eat this every meal? What the fuck? Like, I don't know how their guts can take it. I just don't <laughs> get it. What's it like to hate yourself? It's so good though. Like the flavors are so good. It's just they're so their whole culture is built around spices, and so they're used to tons of spices. And our our poor little white palates are just not 
No, and we so, don't know how to do that. <laughs> we don't grow up with that shit, so it's just like you're not even introduced to stuff like that until you're usually, you know, teenager or so. And like trying something out for yeah. yourself, yeah. Yeah, I don't want another peanut butter. Give me some of that curry. You know, and, like, it's funny because um, even me, like, so I am a wimp with spice. I don't like spice okay. a lot. Yep. But uh, the first time I had Indian food, it was really, like, light or whatever. But I really liked it because it's it's a different kind of spice. Like, oh, yeah. If I, if I have to have, like, a hot sauce, like, I want sriracha, not, like, Frank's hot sauce mm-hmm. because it's it's just a totally different kind of spice and I'm still a wimp about it. I'm still like, and eh, give me half a loaf of bread with that, please. Yeah, but like it's just a different kind, and I find that it's much more like palatable to me. Well, and I think and- also like you should go to it like all the people out there that are trying Indian food, don't like order it online. Like go to an Indian restaurant because at least for the first time until you figure out what you want. Because, yeah. one, they will be able to tell you, like, what is spicy, what isn't spicy, what kind of flavors you're looking for. But they, like, yeah. they aren't only about spice. They love sweet things. They love earthy things. Or... And so, like, when you get those meals that are, like, multiple dishes and there's, like, a sweet rice pudding with it and, like, all these little mm-hmm. dipping sauces that you can try. And it's, like, all these flavors that you can experience throughout the meal. So I think people get stuck up on like, oh, it's just going to be hot and upset my stomach. It's like there's so yeah. much available in Indian food. It's crazy. And like uh, Indian food's like the only food that you can eat totally vegetarian and don't even yeah. feel like you're eating fully vegetarian. It's just like super good. And you're just like, oh, yeah. And also this is vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Wait, what? I forgot. <laughs> it's like, how did you pack so much flavor into this? And there's not any animal product in it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, if I if I had to live with one food for the rest of my life, I think it would be Indian food. Um, because I can eat a shitload of it over for days. Mm-hmm. Like I even like the fact that in India, like uh, burnt is considered like a, a spice, like a flavor. Like like burning oh, something is actually like an additional flavor to add to something, and that's why like they cook non against the wall of the the fire that they burn those things into so it's like literally like thrown against the wall and it burns into the wall and they peel it off and flip it and it's like dude i love that i mean a little bit of burnt on like a steak is just sets it off you know i think it's interesting too and like it makes sense because like if you burn something it does taste different so we're treating it like what david it smells like burning. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the uh wait, that's Ralph on The Simpsons talking about his grandma. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's weird that I remember that. <laughs> it's a little bit. That would make me happy. What about was that the one where there's where where Homer's trying to sell his uh t- t- tomato and tobacco hybrid called Tomaco? Oh shit! I think maybe and like and like he gives he gives a a, a tobacco to uh, Ralph to taste and t- Ralph bites into it and he goes tastes like grandma and he's like and like Chief Wiggum's like wait give me that and he takes a bite of it and he's like good god this does taste like grandma <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I like it good times. Yeah. Remember when I was like a kid, I used to be like a huge bitch about eating like burnt things or like things with flavor or like anything enjoyable. And then, uh, I don't know, it was like a combination of like getting older and then like working at like a pizza place where like everything that was burnt would get sent back and then I would get to eat it. (laughs) Right. So then it's like, not only did I start eating like anything with flavor because it was available like anything that was like burnt came to be like a good thing like a positive like, association in my brain like like i've been studying a lot about sous vide have you guys ever looked up at sous vide cooking a little it's, bit. it's like it's yeah it's when you like uh immerse something in a in a sealed bag and you cook it at a in a hot water bath basically circulating water bath for a certain oh, amount of time i just love sous vide. Okay. 
Well, see, so bring the. You... <laughs> what? What did I miss? <laughs> David, what did you say really quietly? I just love seal. <laughs> you love seal. Man, I need a, what, what's that song that he has? Uh, kiss from kiss, a kiss rose. From a rose. <laughs> now, now we need to have that as the intro song tonight today. Yes, yes. please, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> um, god damn it, David. Uh, this is why we can't like, have nice things. You bring the you bring the steak up to like the temperature that it's cooked, and then you just try and like sear it just to give it that like crust and flavor and the way that i've seen people do it because you don't want to put it on like a pan that isn't hot enough because it won't it'll start cooking it more and you're overcooking at that point because the thing's already technically cooked it just doesn't look great because it's just a gray piece of meat that's up to temperature so you gotta like do something to make it grilled and uh, the way people do it is they put them you know those those like tins that look like a giant mug that you like start charcoal fire in like some people call them charcoal chimneys. No. Well, the way these people, they like, they start a fire in that thing, which just makes charcoal insanely hot. And then they put a little grate over that and they just put their fucking steak right on top of that. And it, I guess it gets like, these people have measured this. It gets up to like a thousand degrees and you basically just throw the steak on it for like a couple seconds each side just to sear it. And then fuck yeah, dude. Perfect steak. Sounds delicious. I know. See, this is what we're gonna do when we have our podcast uh, camping extravaganza. Oh, I'm interested. I should bring uh, that book about those people that died up in the mountains when they all went camping together. When we do this, so that we can all just relive that story. (laughs) You talking about the Diala Pass? Uh, Yes. Yes. She, uh, yeah, it's this um, uh, mountain in Russia, mountain range in Russia, where these these students were like on break, and so they decided to go up and do a camping trip and like um, stay up in the mountains, which is not uncommon, especially for this group because they're like a hiking group. Um, but they all were found uh, dead in horrible, horrible ways. Um, and uh, it was a mystery forever. People thought like Sasquatch. People thought like missile testing. People thought all kinds of like murders and crazy shit. And this guy came out with a book a few years ago, and uh, he pretty much they think solved it. He was just um, like it was me. Uh, no, 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 it's actually no. really interesting. You know, it's one of those books where you go, I don't know how he's going to wrap this up, and then at the yeah. end you're like, oh my god, he actually solved it. What the fuck? That's super cool. Do you want to know the answer? I Was mean, I can... Sasquatches? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Um, it's actually kind of crazy. There's this... So I can't remember the name for it. <laughs> I can't remember the name for it, but there's this thing that happens when air passes over certain topographical landmarks that causes it in your inner eardrum to essentially oscillate. And if the easiest way to explain it is, have you ever been in a car where someone opens up like a crack of a window and starts going, yeah. Okay. So in some hurricanes and some tornadoes, there have been people that have reported it being so horrible that they basically just did everything they could to get the fuck away from it. And what they were able to prove is that in the spot where these people camped, there was a rock and a series of hills that allowed this to happen. And they traced back the wind during that time period, during that like period of the month. And they were basically able to extrapolate that what they think happened is they were all in their tents, trying to get ready to go to bed for the night. And basically this, all of a sudden they all just had this ear splitting pulsating in their ears and it was so horrible that they didn't know how to get away from it. And they literally just did like reactionary flight and they like mm. tore their way out of this tent. Some of them naked. Some I was going to say like... they were in like a varying state of dress. So that would totally. Yeah. Sense. I mean, to give you a, 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 an idea, David, they like found people like they were all over the place. Like they'd spread out all over. 
and some of them they found like frozen to death, like in their underwear or like near nude. Some of them they found with like their tongues missing and like basically they walk through all of that and how likely, you know, the people that the person that had bitten through their tongue had actually fallen several feet before they did that. And so Mm -hmm. like, because they were basically sprinting out of a tent in pitch black in the middle of the night. And then several of them died because they just couldn't find their way back to the tent. And it was the middle of the fucking night in snowstorm and none of them were prepared. So it's just really fucked up and sad story, but it was a really interesting story. And the fact that this guy figured that out was pretty damn amazing. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as we don't, you know, get ourselves in a topographical area that causes that oscillation, we're fine. Yeah. It's a wonderful, Normal. beautiful planet we live on. But if we see a Sam Squanch, you know, <laughs> it's illegal. It's illegal to kill Sam Squanches. And get you a picture. That, a do you know one. that it's, it's illegal to hunt Sasquatch? What? I did not, but I find it completely unsurprising. Mm-hmm. I find it surprising. And I'm disappointed. Well, two I reasons mean... why, when you think about it. One, you don't want a bunch of weirdos running around with guns in the woods and shooting at things that look like people. And two, you don't want to, like, if there is one out there, you don't want him to be killed. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, you this know. is America. I don't want it to kill me. Um, no, it's America. So Sasquatch should be given a gun and, mm. and religion and, <laughs> and public schooling. Ah, okay. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> and, and that way we can get taxes from Sam Squanch. Yeah, taxes. America. Yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a rabble out of him. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I didn't get a rabble. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Stuff. Things? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think my doggy is getting better. He's not feeling as bad. Good. He was a little bit whimpery today, but I gave him another pain pill and he seems to be okay. Wow, and he gets to go home and visit my parents and in doing so meet their new dog that's totally crazy. And uh, I think it'll be good for that little dog because that dog is like running the show up there and driving Mm -hmm. them all crazy. And uh, I think Eames is going to go in there at 86 pounds and be like, what, bitch? (laughs) <laughs> he's just gonna walk in there like come get motherfucker I mean he just doesn't have give time a for fuck you. yeah he's huge he's just gonna be like what come on shut up <laughs> and like in general it's just good for dogs to be around other dogs especially like decently behaved dogs like yeah, because they super learn from that so well well, and it also wears every it wears them both out. Exactly, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll, they'll both be exhausted by the end of this, so it'll be great. Exactly. Uh, just wish I wish. God damn it, Elon Musk! Just you know, take over the world and make us all buy Teslas so that I can not have to drive five hours back to Illinois. Well, Liz is driving tomorrow, but I tried to talk her out of it, but yeah. Uh, so um, you know we're riding back tomorrow, and uh, man, I really wish I could just roll into a Tesla and be like, "All right, nappy poo." <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. You take me. See, bet like... your ass, I would be the person on all the YouTube videos snoring at the wheel. Bet your ass. I sleep so deeply that I would be afraid to do that. Oh, I, I sleep know. so light, but I don't give a shit, <laughs> dude. What? The thing has better reaction times than a human being. It's got better thought process, better algorithms, better vision, better everything than a human being. For us to think that we're better than all of that is just ridiculous. So the faster we can get to where robots are basically making all the decisions on the road and commuting, I cannot wait. We'll be able to move through towns faster. I won't have to pay for car insurance because I'll just rent a car every time I want to go somewhere. <laughs> I mean, God, it, the long distance thing is all they need to get figured out. God damn it. Please get that figured out. 
And then, yeah, let me sleep at the wheel, please. Come on. Shit. <laughs> I'm not asking for much here. I'm listening to 2001 A Space Odyssey on Audible, which Ooh. is awesome, by the way. Yay! Uh, but God damn it. You know, oh, this no. book was written in, what, the 70s? And they were, like, you know, talking about the space program. Like, <laughs> yeah. in 2001, we'd be fucking out in the middle of Jupiter and shit. And it's like, no, we haven't done shit. No. We've, we've been twiddling our thumbs being stupid this whole time god david why yeah. can't they just need to let us run the space program i think that's a good idea yep. i'm a big fan i'm gonna do it yep. uh, i got this thought we were talking about good ideas <laughs> no jess is our pr person that keeps them off our backs while you and i do all the like technical stuff yes all uh, the dogs in space costumes. Yeah, that's how Jess takes every single like, like, uh, like press conference. Is she just shows up with like a bunch of dogs and just lets them out into the room, and everybody gets distracted by the fact that there's like puppies and kitties and stuff. <laughs> um, um, Miss, I, can I ask the question about the safe, the recent safety reports? Like, uh, no, have another puppy, please. Uh, no, we don't have, we don't you have time can, but that. you have to talk to Mr. Bones over here. Yeah. <laughs> Please address your questions to him. As you see, he is wearing the space bandana today. Meanwhile, like just off in the distance, David and I are like behind some like shitty like plywood stand, and we're just like staring at something and kind of like hitting it with a hammer every once in a while. And, like uh, this will probably work. I'm not going up in it. Are you going up in it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, fuck it. Fuck it, why not? Dude, that was the best part about that uh, that recent, like, the first man movie that Ryan Gosling did. It was oh, yeah. like when he's when he's, like, sitting in, you realize that he's, like, sitting in one of the first, you know, flight ships. I mean, like, literally, this is, like, people testing out how to go to the moon. And, like, He's just sitting there waiting for the thing to take off, and he's just looking around at like everything, just kind of passing the time and looking at how everything is handmade and like chintzy and like not quite right. And like <laughs> you can tell, he's just looking at all this shit. Like I'm sitting on a fucking huge bomb that was put together by a bunch of sleepy engineers. And dude, it's just like when the the sounds of that movie, like when the thing starts up and just everything is rattling and creaking and cracking. It's like, oh my god, dude! I don't know how they do that shit. I can't. Like I know that they've done studies on astro most astronauts and fighter pilots. They have like the specific part of their brain that doesn't tell them about like threats and dangers and stuff like that. And so like they just go through life like not afraid of anything. Or dramatically reduced of that. And so they literally just go into this stuff with complete confidence because they don't have that part of the brain to tell them not to. <laughs> so nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? I said hello, Papito. Sorry. Oh, and- Papito! See. Maybe might be a Spanglish word, but that's okay. David, when we get our show syndicated, the show will just be called Yes in America. But then (laughs) any other country, it'll just be whatever that word is. Oh my god, it's actually fantastic. (laughs) See. It's okay. It's okay. And we we would have to travel with a translator, but doesn't actually help us. (laughs) <laughs> just kind of, this is like there to help us not get like molested or murdered. Yeah. Like, no, 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 they did not mean yes there. They uh, did not mean yes. You just, you just told them you're going to give them your liver. See, <laughs> see, see. <laughs> Can you please explain to them that I already gave my liver in Italy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a liver to give. <laughs> Oh, uh, but I only got the one. <laughs> I would feel really sad for anybody. That... Kidney on your behalf. <laughs> what, David? I feel really sad for anybody that was looking for a nice new liver. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. It's like this person spent their entire 20s totally drunk. 
<laughs> well, you heard about that guy, those like that family that owned the mortuary and like I don't remember where it was, like um, Jersey or something. And like uh <clears throat> they were like taking out bones and the whole like <sighs> backs of people's skin and selling them as tissue and like saying that like people would die like 80 of natural causes and he would sell them and like falsify the paperwork to say it was like some 18 year old that died in a car wreck oh shit and the way that they found out about it was because a shitload of people got hepatitis and like fucked up stuff like you know horrible like bloodborne stuff things that would happen if you and they, t- and they not traced the it back to body parts. Yeah, I mean, they traced it back to the, the donations, and then they're like, they like looked into it, and then they exhumed all these bodies, and they started like uh, <laughs> x-raying them, and they're like, it's fucked up. You know, they like knew that nobody would flip over the bodies, so they like, they had taken all the skin off the bodies, and then put them, and like, removed all the bones, and put like, PVC pipe in, <gasps> and then like, That's made so them terribly look... genius. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> and like, they even had like, it's almost it's almost like uh, like the guy that killed the people during the Chicago um, World's Fair. Mm-hmm. Because like they even had like a, a room underneath the morgue room oh, where they did it. this. And so like they would put a body on this thing and then drop it down into a different room and they would do all this shit and then bring it back up. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, That's like, so fucked up. A lot of stuff that they have to do to like prep a body is kind of weird anyway so i feel like yeah. a lot of that like you, people you never catch on to it yeah like people wouldn't necessarily question if they saw certain like items or weird things because it just like oh okay it's like make grandma's cheeks fill out or things like that yeah like i don't know i don't know if someone didn't tell me that pvc wasn't supposed to be in there i'd be like i don't know maybe they gotta put pvc in there. well like <laughs> i know then... there's like things that they do have to put in like like a I think it's like the eyelids and the face to like essentially fill it out and like it's weird so like oh. you know if you did see that you would just kind of be like oh okay you know it's maybe to like make them look a little bit younger or whatever because usually people bring in a picture from like 5 10 15 years ago like <laughs> oh. i know that they glue buttholes and mouths and mm-hmm. eyelids and stuff like that because they don't want any gases escaping. Mm, that makes sense. Blech. It's pretty gross. It's yeah. pretty gross. But also fascinating. David, are you eating a candy bar thinking about this right now? <laughs> no, that's Jessica. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a, just thinking about buttholes being glued shut, and you're like, you know what? This sounds good right now. A Milky Way. <laughs> you guys are eating candy right now? <laughs> Incidentally, uh, Talking about buttholes being shot ruins my appetite. <laughs> oh, poor David. You can you can get a toss salad later. All right, oh. All right. Whoa, oh, I love salad. <laughs> what? You guys don't carry toss salads here? What, what, what's up with that? What kind of hotel is this? <laughs> uh, have you ever seen? Uh, the Key and Peele skit where Jordan Peele is like the Continental Breakfast one. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Oh and God. this is free. <laughs> it's Continental. Uh. <laughs> That's great. I kind of miss that show. Did they still put out stuff on YouTube, like. And it's fucking really high quality. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Under what pseudonym name, whatever? Key and Peel. Like, seriously? It's just <laughs> under Key. Like, they, they were able to, I guess it's their names. They, they can keep that name. Hmm. I mean, John Oliver had to find Not John Oliver. Yeah, well, uh, Stephen Colbert. Sorry. John Stewart? <laughs> no, Stephen Colbert. Well, I mean, kind of all of them, right? Yeah, true. Oh. Look, just let me be me. You got to borrow my name, but I need it back now. Uh, no, sorry, that's uh our name now. That's for binary. Mm. <laughs> well, it happened. For, it happened to it happened to Kesha. So, like, sorry, you can't use that dollar sign anymore. Whoops. I was kind of wondering if there was something with that because I was like, she just decide not to, or 
No, that was part of the brand that was under that guy, and that was part of the whole thing where she had to change her brand and all that shit. Oh, sounds good. But it's her name, so she yeah. can write it as her name. She just couldn't have the dollar sign because of all that bullshit. Yeah. Oh my god, how many candy bars do you have? This is the one I'm done now. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Uh, all that talk about sewn up buttholes got you real hungry. Buttholes. 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 Oh, there are two <laughs> 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 Oh, no, there are two Davids. Why? This always, always ended in tragedy. <laughs> Wait, David. <laughs> So count like the guy on Sesame Street. One. <laughs> no, no, you gotta Two. One. Ha, ha, ha. I couldn't do that because I was actually laughing. No, you gotta, you gotta do it. Give no. Am I, am I here? Uh, no. Yeah. And the last time that this happened, uh, it just failed on us when Jessica stopped. Oh, yeah. And then you just kept on re- like rolling by yourself, and Keep I had no and rolling, and rolling. Oh god, damn! Mine was better. Yeah, but mine harken back to the great Fred day. Drew, I'm sorry. David, what's it like being down in that well? It's okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've made it any better or worse. I feel like. Oh. It, it... I mean, well, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I feel like he's multiplying. Like there's more and more of him every time he uh, he joins. And so they like tell a person. Now. And they tell a person. And <laughs> they tell a person. Oh my God, David, say uh, "Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto." Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, what else oh, can we oh, do with this? Oh, oh that's, that was a good one. That was really good. Oh. Do we, are we back to single, David? Yeah. A little bit boring, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it made my day. Right there. Oh. Uh, In case you're wondering, I'm very busy right now looking at... at GIFs from Halloween Town. Looking at what? GIFs or GIFs, either way, from Halloween Town. Well, it's not an either way kind of situation, just to be clear. Yeah, How do you feel actually. about it, David? Where do you land on this? See. <laughs> I say GIF. Well, sometimes I say GIF, and David is like, oh, what? <laughs> and sometimes I say GIF. Sometimes I say gif. But I thought they were both accepted. They are. I mean, yeah, kind of. All right, David, purist butthole, what do you feel like it should be? You know, honestly, I don't even really have an opinion anymore. I just like to argue about it. I almost choked on my water just laughing about that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of choking, uh, so the Joker looks pretty good. The what? The Joker movie. Joker. What movie? Oh, the what? Joker movie. Yeah. Um, you, you know. weren't terrified that an incel was going to shoot you in in the movie theater? No, no. Um, is incel like a play on words like incest, but like terrorist cell? It's a. Uh, it's like a way an to involuntary celibacy. Basically, it... here. Go ahead, Chris. No, uh, it, the, it's incels are invento- involuntary celibates. What? Basically, it's a dude who's like, girls won't fuck me, and they should, because they owe me, and they're too high and mighty and think too much of themselves, so I'm not getting laid. It says involuntary celibates are members of an online subculture who define themselves as unable to find a romantic or sexual partner. 
But I'm with David. I thought incels was like a reference to like, uh, uh, like, like, I don't know, weirdos with guns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really confused. I think sometimes they are. So they were saying that they're worried about like a bunch of kids that can't get laid shooting up the place. So it like I think the thing is is that they're like the idea is that they're actually like upset like about the idea that this is happening because like it it really is well no it is supposed to be like because like if women weren't like I don't know fucking other women or whatever then they would be fucking these guys or like if the girls didn't think too much of themselves they would be fucking them or other I'm more confused things. now than I was when we asked this question. Because the more I Google it, I, David, are we the only people that ever thought this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess so. Well, basically, I think the idea is that they're going to shoot people up because they're mad about being involuntarily celibate. But why? But, why the Joker? Yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that, but I'm guessing maybe because in the show he looks really fucking depressed and probably does not have a girlfriend. Or in the trailer, I mean. So he's says kissing what's his name? Or what's her name? Whoops. I messed that up. I guess this is I'm... where it kind of makes more sense because it, it says discussions in incel forums are often characterized by resentment, misogyny, misanthropy, self-pity, self-loathing, racism, and a sense of entitlement to sex and the endorsement of violence against sexual active people. Hmm. The American nonprofit Southern Poverty Law Center described the subculture as, quote, part of the online male supremacist ecosystem that is included in their list of hate groups. There you go. They have an ecosystem? Yeah, estimates of the overall size of the community vary greatly. They are considered mostly male and heterosexual, but sources disagree on the subject of ethnic makeup. At least four mass murderers, resulting in 45 deaths, have been committed in North America by men who have either self-identified as incels or who have mentioned incel-related names and writings in their private writings or internet postings. Incel communities have been characterized by the media and researchers for being misogynistic, encouraging violence, spreading extremist views, and radicalizing their members. Okay, I was, I just, I'm so confused. I didn't know that that had to do with, like, involuntarily celibate. Like, like I, is it a name that they choose, or is it a name that we give them, like, making fun of them? Um, because it seems positive. like a name that you, doesn't seem like a name you would want to be like, I'm an incel. I'm not positive, but I think they may have given it to themselves because I think the point that they're trying to like highlight there is the involuntary. So they're so angry at the world because nobody wants to be with them that they hate everybody that is being with other people. Yes. Oh my god, David. It just seems like a really counterproductive way to get laid. I'm just worried about... I'm worried that I think we've talked about this before. Like, uh, so many generations have had their defining moment to get behind, and our generation doesn't really have that. And so there's all these people that are just looking for ways to define themselves. And this is getting scary. No, we had one, uh, the Taco Bell by Wrigley Field. <laughs> that was, like, really sad. That was, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's because that Taco Bell was a hellhole. And the whole area was a fucking shit fest, and they're finally turning it into something nice, from what I hear. Well, I can't really objectively disagree with that, but I'm still really sad that that Taco Bell. I know. I was like, subjectively, I miss having a Taco Bell so conveniently located. I seriously, I seriously think the first time I ever went to Wrigleyville was because of you, David. Like, because I had never really <laughs> sought it out, sought it out. But you just wanted Taco Bell one night, and I just happened to be like waiting outside while you were getting your tacos, and I just look over, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's Wrigley Field!" I'm like, "Wait, this shithole neighborhood is Wrigleyville?" Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it. Let's just be fair. It had gone pretty downhill, and uh, you know the the fights that kept happening in front of them were pretty bad for press. Yeah. 
So don't worry, it's pretty bougie now. Yeah, I've heard that it's very gentrified and whitewashed now. Mm-hmm. It's Starbucks every four feet. Get some, uh, you know, fancy twelve dollar beers. They got rid of one of the Starbucks too. Let me guess. Everybody has sliders on their menu. Just everybody's got sliders. Yeah, they slide know, right out probably. the butthole. <laughs> Is there a pumpkin spice, you know, something on... There's probably... Let me guess. There's, uh, like, you know, chalk artist signs in front of everybody's place. And they have funny little sassy sayings. And somebody, at least, at least one person has a pumpkin spice beer. Am I describing it basically correct? It sounds about somebody, right. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin beer is pretty good. Do not knock this pumpkin beer. Uh, I mean, Oktoberfest in general. I mean, you know, all yeah. those Oktoberfest beers are good. Ooh, David sounds like a dragon. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got other stuff that's going to make me lose my signal here in a moment. <gasps> but if you go, then we all go, and David's by himself. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that terrifyingly terrifying laugh note uh, I'm gonna go <gasps> well then we all have to say bye I guess okay is that okay yeah, will you cry yeah, no we're at 60 minutes I'm gonna cry. you're gonna cry uh, yeah probably okay yeah. as long as I know you're gonna cry I feel better but we'll just hopefully <laughs> David will be the only one here and he'll cry and then we'll have that on here you know what's Ooh. funny is I tried to like join again it didn't work this time. <laughs> <laughs> that means we're totally fucked. Yeah. All right. A bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye bye.